just want to be with you. We just want to be with you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What a great presence of the Lord is in this place right now. Man, as much as, as you may want to be near Him, He wants to be near you even more. The problem is church has become an at-arm's-length relationship. So when people come to church so often, He's kept at a distance. Well, you're in a place this morning where he wants to come close. The barriers are down. The walls are removed. You don't have to be afraid of what God might do. You can give yourself to his spirit because it's a clean spirit. It's a holy spirit. It's a pure spirit. And that's what you feel. You feel like the walls have gone. You see, well, it seems a little wild. No, it's not wild. It's just freedom when you get in the presence of the one that loves you and has done so much for you. There's just liberty to praise him, to dance in his presence. Oh, yeah, that's still in the Bible. Yeah. What we've done this morning is nowhere outside of what you find in Scripture. That when the Spirit of the Lord moved, there should be a response. And there has been that today. And there's such a vivid and powerful presence of the Lord. And I feel like it has prepared the stage for what I believe the Lord wants to speak to us concerning. For just a few moments, open your Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 19. Luke the 19th chapter. I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation So it may be a little different than what you have in your hands this morning, but it will be on the screen so you can follow along. But it is a familiar story about a man by the name of Zacchaeus. How many of you have ever heard of him? If you were ever in Sunday school, anybody ever hear about Zacchaeus was a wee little man? A wee little man was he? That's the first thing that comes back to mind when I read this story, but... The Lord has been speaking to me from it this week. And it reads like this. In the city of Jericho, there lived a very wealthy man named Zacchaeus who was the supervisor over all the tax collectors. As Jesus made his way through the city, Zacchaeus was eager to see Jesus. He kept trying to get a look at him, but the crowd around Jesus was massive. Zacchaeus was a very short man and couldn't see over the heads of the people, so he ran on ahead of everyone and climbed up a blossoming fig tree or sycamore tree so he could get a glimpse of Jesus as he passed by. And when Jesus got to that place, underline those few words, when he got to the place in the King James Version, when he got to that place, he looked up into the tree and said, Zacchaeus, hurry on down. And I love the way it's translated here. For I am appointed to stay at your house today. 
I am appointed. I am on a divine mission today. I believe the Holy Ghost is on a divine mission in this place today. You may not have come for that reason, but he did. You may have just come to curiously observe, but he came on more serious business. And so he scurried down the tree and came face to face with Jesus. Face to face. Eye to eye. You can't hide very much when you're in that position. You can't cover up. You can't facade it over when you're in that position. And as Jesus left to go with Zacchaeus, many of the crowd complained, which is not unusual. Look at this. Of all the people to have dinner with, he's going to eat in the house of a crook, a sinner. Zacchaeus joyously welcomed Jesus and was amazed over his gracious visit to his house. Zacchaeus stood in the front, in front of the Lord and said, Half of all that I own I will give to the poor, and Lord, if I have cheated anyone, I promise to pay back four times as much as I stole. And Jesus said unto him, This shows that today life has come into your household. And this is what caught my attention early this week. For you are a true son of Abraham. The son of man has come to seek out and to give life to those who are lost. Amen. Amen. The son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning about a date with destiny. A date with destiny. You may be seated. What a fascinating story that we have come to this morning. And there is so much in the text about this man, Zacchaeus, that we don't really have to add much to it. But when you really begin to dig down and drill into the passage, you find that there is so much more that is not said but is inferred. There is so much about him we know and about the situation that we know. We are aware that Jesus had come into Jericho and on the way in he had met a man by the name of Bartimaeus and he had healed him of his blindness and now he is passing on through the city of Jericho when another man enters the picture. His name is Zacchaeus. He was the chief among the publicans. He was rich, but he was curious. He was wealthy, but he was looking on this particular day. And though we are told so much about him, what we are not told is really the story. For Zacchaeus was no doubt a despised man among his people. 
He was a turncoat. He was a betrayer. He was a cheat. You see, Roman oppression had filled the land and they were under the rule of that mighty hand of Rome. And in the process of trying to make his life what he wanted it to be, Zacchaeus had sold himself out to the Roman government and had become a tax collector. He was an enemy of his own people because of what he represented. His standing among them was low because of what he had stooped to become. He was a cheat and he had made himself wealthy. To get where he was, history says that he had to buy his way into that position. So it wasn't something that was just conveyed on Zacchaeus. There was something in him that so wanted that kind of power and wealth and prestige that he was willing to sell his soul to the Roman government just to get that position. And he had it and he had power and he had wealth. He was the chief of publicans. That means he was over the entire group of tax collectors And he was, because of that, a very influential man. The average person didn't know what Roman law was, so it was easy for them to exploit the law. And as long as they didn't go too far over, they could garner those overages into their own bank account. And that's what had happened with Zacchaeus. He was a Jew by birth, but he was a betrayer in spirit. He had become a sellout to the Roman government. And then one day, Jesus came passing by and everything began to change. So why is a man who is so situated in life as he is, he has everything that our world clamors for. He has wealth, he has power, he has prestige, He has the fear of men. They literally feared what he could do to them. And yet he was not a happy man. He was not not content with where he was. And so it drove him to do some really strange things like climb a tree so he could get a better glimpse of who Jesus was. Doesn't make sense to me that a man of that kind of wealth and power and prestige would be climbing trees. But you know, you can get to a place in life where you're so messed up and you are so confused in who you are or what you should be that you'll do anything to get a better perspective on life. And so he climbs up in this tree to get a better glimpse of Jesus passing by and all of the things that were happening. Evidently the money that he had didn't satisfy him and evidently the power that he possessed was not able to do what he really needed deep inside. And so when he would go home at night, there is that empty void. There is that nagging feeling that something is not right. Something is missing. And and so here he is on this day, this date in his life, this particular occasion and he is up in this tree waiting for the Lord to come passing by 
Just let me tell you something right now before I go any further. I kind of digress. Whatever you do to get into a better position to see him is always a good thing. Sometimes you have to work to get there. Sometimes there's so much stuff between you and him that if you're not careful, you'll just turn around and walk out and say, well, maybe another day. But he was so hungry and so desperate for something in his life that he said, you know what, this is the day I've got to see him. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not even anticipating what's going to come out of this. But whatever you have to do to get yourself in a better position to see him, you better do it. Amen. It will, it will pay off in dividends you cannot even imagine. Amen. This was a lost man. Everybody say he was lost. Lost. That was the real situation of his life. He was lost. He had lost his identity. You're going to find that out in a moment. His position, his power, his money had caused him to lose sight of what really mattered in his life. He wasn't happy or comfortable with what he was or who he was or what he was doing. That's why he was where he was at. The reason some of you are where you're at this morning is because you're not happy. And you're not satisfied with where life is for you right now. And you're searching or you're reaching or you're hungry. And you're saying, God, what is it that's missing in my life right now? And the Lord has set a date with destiny for you. He has made a purposeful move in this place today to get you in the place and he in the place where you can see face to face and you can have an encounter that will change your life. Hallelujah. Would you clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. I have news for you this morning. If you are hungry for God, you're on God's radar. Amen. If you're hungry, and evidently when he got up that morning, hunger registered on God's radar, and God said, okay, we need to go through Jericho. We need to make our way down this road. We need to go down this path. We need to take this turn. Why? Because I have an appointment today. I have an appointment today. I have somebody I need to meet. And better than that, I have somebody that needs to meet me because I need to wake them up and reacquaint them with who they are and what they were created to be and what I designed them to be in their life. And they're not living there right now, but I'm going to help them get there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Amen, 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 amen. And when Jesus came to the tree where he was climbed up in, the Bible said that he stopped and he looked up and he saw him. Now, it would have been easy for Scripture to have said he looked up and said, but it doesn't say that. It says he looked up and saw him. Now, when I look at this congregation, I see Everybody. 
But there's a difference between just looking in general and looking to see someone. He said, I've got you on my radar, Zacchaeus. You didn't know that, but this is your date with destiny. And you may have just wandered in here thinking, oh, it's just going to be another Sunday morning service. God said, oh, no. Oh, no, I've been listening to you in the night. I've been watching you as you go about life. I see the frustration in your life. I see the loss that you're struggling with. And I just want you to know, I've come to talk to you today. I've come to see you in this place today. I've come to reacquaint you today with something you have lost in your life. Amen. Praise God. And he said... Zacchaeus, make haste, powerful. He called him by name. How did he know that? How did he know he was, that was Zacchaeus? Because he knows. He knows your name too. He not only knows your name, he knows where you're living. He knows what you're living through. He's not looking through a directory saying, Smith, 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 John, John, John. He knows exactly where I am. He knows the date I woke up this, or or the day I woke up. He knows the day I lay down. He knows the steps that I take. And he said, hey, I've got to make a rendezvous with this man today because I've got to wake him up and make him realize who he is. He is not who he has sold his soul out to. And I'm here to tell some of you this morning, you are not who you may have sold yourself to. Hallelujah. How did he know him? He just knew him. Just like he knows you. You know, you can play hide and seek with me. You can dress up and look really nice and be all messed up on the inside. But he sees through all that facade. He's not interested in that to begin with. He's interested in that inner man, first of all. Yeah, that's where he starts on the inner man. You can do a lot to fix up this outside and the inside be a junk pile. He'd say, I'm going to fix the inside so when the outside's changed, there'll be some real significance to it. I mean, you can put lipstick on a pig, but it doesn't change the fact it's a pig. And I don't mean to be crude, but sometimes we think that we can fool God into not knowing where we really are. But folks, listen to me. He knows where I am, but he's not ashamed of that. He's not afraid of coming to me where I am in my misery. He said, hey, I'm here today to help somebody get back on their feet. I'm here to help somebody get back in the right direction in their life. I'm here to help somebody become reacquainted with who they are. You see, Zacchaeus only came to see Jesus. But Jesus came to save Zacchaeus. Save him from what? He was lost. And that's what Jesus wraps up the story with. The Son of Man hath come to seek and to save that which was lost. Listen to me. The word lost there does not mean damned or doomed. It means something or someone that has lost its place. Something or someone 
that has been put in the wrong place or has moved into the wrong place or has fallen out of place. And he said, the reason that I've come, I've come to help pick you up and put you back in the right place. You are not a thief. You're not a stealer. You're not a a publican. You're a son of God. You're a son of Abraham. And I want to reacquaint you with who you are. I want to make you understand that you are my child. Hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. And as they talked and walked along the way, something began to happen. He began to draw close close to the Lord. And when you start drawing really close to the Lord, things start happening. I mean, you can't get close to him and something not move. And as they're walking toward his house and they're just close buddied side by side, there's something transmitting going on there. And all of a sudden he breaks out, oh, the half of what I've taken, I'm gonna, the half of what I own I'm going to give to the poor. And if I've stolen anything from any, he didn't ask him to do that. But that's what happens when you start getting close to him. You start identifying the things that have separated you from him. I fell in love with that instead of him. I was more in tune with that and I wanted that more than I wanted him. And so as he's walking along, he began to realize who he really needed in his life. Yeah. So I'm going to give all that I have, half of what I have to the poor. And he said, I'm going to give fourfold over what I've stolen from anybody. And the Lord said, this day, salvation has come to your house. Because you are a son of Abraham. You are not a betrayer. You're not an addict. You are not broken. You are not messed up. You may have been living that life. You may have been acting that way. You may have been in dysfunction, but that's not what you were created to be. You were created to be my child, and I want to reacquaint you with who you are. I want to bring you back into fellowship with the fact that you are my child so that you will act like that and live like that and be that. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Praise God. The recovery of his place in life took place at that place. And you know what? Something could happen in this place today that would help put somebody on that path where they need to go. You've been lost. You're out of place. It doesn't matter how you try to put a square peg in a round hole. You can't make it fit and there's something about the imprint that God puts on his children that it doesn't matter how wayward you become it doesn't matter how far you wander it doesn't matter how messed up you become it doesn't matter how crooked your life is there's an imprint there that has to come to the surface every once in a while and remind you that's not what you are this is what you are come on I want to pick you up and help you get back to the place where you should be and I believe that's what God designed this service for today 
is to help pick some people up and put them back in the right atmosphere where they need to be and say, this is who you are. This is what you should be focusing on. This is what should be primary in your life. All those other things will come, but this is what needs to be the priority in your life. This is what you need to be giving yourself to. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful thing to come to a place in life where you realize that your life can change. That your life can really change. There's an interesting note here. That the word place, when he said when he came to the place, the word is translated in one place as opportunity. So this place today has become an opportunity. It has become a divine destiny of someone's heart and life. It's been the Lord. Some of you may not be as far gone as as others, but there are people sitting on these pews this morning that are literally lost. You're lost to your purpose. You're lost to your destiny. You're lost to your calling. Somehow you got off track. Somehow you lost sight of what really mattered. And you lost your focus. And you've given yourself here and you give yourself there. And you pour yourself into that. But none of it ever really satisfies. And so here you are. You've rendezvoused back to this place today. And it's for a divine reason because God had you on his radar and said, oh, oh, there's that one I've been looking for. There's that one. There, there, there's that lost soul. That's the one that's forgotten who he was born to be. That's the one that's forgotten what I created him to do. That's the one that's gotten away from what I called them to do. And he said, I'm, I'm calling you. I'm bringing you back in. It's an opportunity in this place to find your place again. Amen. It's an opportunity for you to find your place again. You say, Brother Hughes, I don't know if that's possible. I've done some really bad stuff. Yeah, so have others. But they found their place. See, here's what you can't do. You can't let your past define what your future can be. You can't let what you were define what God is trying to reacquaint you with. You can't let what happened yesterday or what I did wrong yesterday, you can't let that define what God is trying to do this morning. You can't let something that you did or something that you said limit what God is trying to say to you today because in spite of all of that past and your history and all that was behind Zacchaeus's life, the cheating and the selling out and the betrayal. It didn't matter. He was a moment of destiny. He was a moment when he was going to turn him back and put his feet on the path where he needed to be going and reacquaint him with the fact you're a child of God. You're a son of Abraham. Amen. Amen. You know, it's amazing what people will do with their gifts and talents that God gives them. It's amazing what people will do with their giftings when they start wandering. And so it is that I'm speaking to somebody by divine order this morning. I didn't come here to preach you a sermon. I came with a message. I came with a message. All that happened early, the prayer 
the move of God's spirit that came in this place even before you got here. It came while they were practicing in worship prior to service. It flowed over into this service. All of that set the atmosphere so you would not be inhibited or afraid or you would not be fearful. His love surrounds us right now. His love is is so powerful in this building. It doesn't matter what my mistakes have been. It doesn't matter what my failures have been. It doesn't matter what my shortcomings were. There is so much of his love in this building that said, come on. I I have a date with destiny for you today. I have a rendezvous with your life today. I am appointed to this place. I'm appointed to this place. Praise God. Hallelujah. In the presence of Jesus, he was able to look his past in the face and say, no Longer will you define me. I said he was able, Zacchaeus was able to look his past in the face and say, no, that is not who I am. That's not what I'm going to be. And move away and cut those ties and move into the direction God was calling him. Jesus has a remedy for my lostness. And he's come to show us what that is. He saw something in him that was worth redeeming. And he saw something in him that was better than the man that he saw at that moment. He saw a better man in him. He saw a better woman in you. And he said, come on. I have an appointment with you today. I've come here to visit with you. I've not come to hurt you. I've not come to embarrass you. Hey, please listen to me. Don't let what other people might be saying about you stop you from moving toward where God's calling you. Don't let what somebody's saying about your past keep you from reaching toward what he is giving you. Don't allow that past to define you today. Come on, he's here right now. Come on, stand to your feet right now and give him some praise in the house. Will you do that? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You don't need to let anybody stop you when God is trying to get you to a better place. Don't let anybody stop you when he's trying to get you to a better place. Get beside, get, get, get out of my way. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta get. I, I've got a, I've got a rendezvous with destiny. Hallelujah. Oh, the Lord is in this place right now. I don't, I don't know how you even feel, but I feel like I'm overwhelmed right now. That he, he has so saturated this place. All he's waiting on me is to make a move. Hallelujah. All he's waiting on is for me just to say, yes, Lord, yes, 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 I I accept, I agree with you. I believe what you're saying. I've been lost. I've, I've wasted my life. I've wasted my energy. I've wasted what I could be on so many other things. But I am not going to let what anybody says about me or what anybody might think about me stop me from moving into a better place. Hallelujah. 
Some of you need to get there right now. Amen. Every eye closed in the building while they're closed. I want to give you an opportunity. You need to get in a better place. Why don't you just come and meet me? We're not going to scare you. We're not going to hurt you. But I think it would be a vital step for you to stand here at the altar of the Lord and say, God, I believe you're talking to me. I'm the one that's been lost. I'm the one that needs your divine direction in my life. I'm tired of listening to all of the negative criticism about my life and my failures. Come on, Lord. Work in my life. Do something sovereign in me today. Reacquaint me with who I am. I'm not not living up to that today, God. I've lived down to a lower level, but I'm asking you to draw me. I'm asking you to draw me. I'm asking you to talk to me today. Bring me to that place of submission. Help me, God, to become reacquainted this morning with who you created me to be. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Those of you that have come, start. Just lift up your voice to him right now. God, it's me. I'm the one that needs this today, God. I'm the one that needs your hand today. I'm the one that needs you this morning. Make haste. Don't wait on anybody else. Come on. You make haste. You move right now. God, move me. I want to stand in that place. (laughs) Yes, Lord, I want to be in that place you have called me to be.